the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Statistics are clear. 10 out of 10 people will die. What kind of hope will you take to your deathbed? Let's talk about that today on Truth For Today. Join us. The fact is true. All of us will die. Those are the statistics I pointed out a moment ago. The question is, what kind of hope will you take to your deathbed? We'll talk about that here today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church right here in Hercules. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, looking at verses 1 through 10 today in a message that is simply entitled, Facing Death With Hope. Here's Pastor Phil with today's broadcast. Besides the groaning, we're longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling. He views the new body as clothing. Because when we are clothed, we will not be found naked. And I understand this, that the Bible says little about death to resurrection body. It's called the intermediate state. And he says, My longing is not to be in a disembodied state. I always want a body. I want to, if I die, I want the second coming. I want a new body right now. But he said, but in case I'm naked, I don't have my body. He said, uh, I'll wait for while we are in this tent, we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And in the midst of this, God gave us the Holy Spirit to guarantee you that even though your salvation is not complete, God will make the third installment by redeeming your body and manifesting that you're a son. He will show us off as adopted children of his. We were adopted the moment we were born again, but he's going to show off our adoption papers to all eternity. He says, when we get our redeemed body, he's going to say, that's a legitimate son. That's a legitimate child of mine. That's our hope in dying. When I die, I long to get a resurrected body, but if I have to wait a hundred years in heaven... I'll be with Christ, which is far better than remaining in this tent. And that's what Paul said in Philippians. I'd rather depart and be Christ, which is far better. What a hope. Go ahead and kill me. That's it, Paul. Don't threaten me with death. I'm not afraid. It's been defamed for me. I've trusted in him who conquered death and the grave. I've made preparations. I'm going all the way in a moment. In a moment. I'll tell you, I never knew I'd ever have to do so many funerals because I was terrified of them as a kid. But I'll tell you right now, and I've buried enough loved ones, and I've done enough funerals. I've done more funerals than anybody in this building. 
I want to tell you the Christian gospel makes you walk in that cemetery. You, I will see you. My mother, I will see you. Daddy, I will see you. My sister, I will see. My brothers, I will. I'm telling you, you ought to be happy about this if nothing else. I'd be a Christian just for this way of dying. I'd be a Christian just that I've got my funeral. I don't need the Neptune Society. I got the Jesus Society. And I've already made my arrangements. Oh, you can get happy over this if you took it literal. Are you depressed at the thought of dying? I'm not either. I'm a little nervous about how I'm going to go out. But, but I'm not nervous about the journey. But I'm not rushing it either. So don't come up and say, you know, we pray the Lord take you. No, no, please don't do that. Now, now look at his hope. He goes on. This hope makes me use my body at present in a certain way. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. See, I... I'm in this body, but I'm not right in the new home he made. Uh, Christ is with me, but I won't be at home in the same way as when I die. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please him, whether we are at home in the body away from it. Let me ask you, how are you doing in the walk of faith? I walk by faith. <laughs> There's some days I walk by sight. I could tell you every problem. I could tell you every bill. Every, I could tell you that uh, I'm working on taxes tomorrow. I'm going to tell you I'll be walking by sight tomorrow. I wish I could see those figures and say, no, they're not there. They mean this. By faith, I claim it. And then when you hear I've gone to jail, you know you're walking by sight now. (laughs) You're walking by sight. But here Paul said in chapter 4, we don't let our momentary light afflictions bother us, for we're looking unto eternal weight of glory. We've got to look at what's coming. Yeah, I might be in a Philippian jail right now. They may have a warrant for my arrest. I know I'm headed for martyrdom, but I don't look at what I can see only. I'm looking into another world. Have any of you ever lived that way? Or is it all this world? I think of when Elijah's servant went out in Dothan and he went out and he, and he went back to Elijah and Elijah said, what did you see? He said, the armies of the enemy are surrounding us. They're in the hills. They're everywhere. We're outnumbered. And Elijah said, get up here, boy. Praise for him. God helped this boy to see. Stepped out. Wait. I never saw that. The hills lined with the armies of God. Some of you, all you see are the armies of the enemy. You've not been, had your eyes anointed so you can see God. You know what? For every fallen demon, there's two good angels. I got two fighting for me, for everyone opposing me. I think of Peter. 
Isn't it amazing? All it was, just focus. He looks to Jesus. He's walking on water. I mean, this is, this is wonderful. <laughs> Going, what happened? He quit looking to Jesus. He started looking at the waves. How are we to walk? How are we to walk? By faith. That means there's hidden resources that can only be grasped by faith. You remember Romans 4 that God could count Abraham already the father of nations because he could see things as they are before they exist. He could see multitudes in his loins and the old man and with an old wife Sarah says, man, all I see is my wife's barren and I'm getting to be old. God said, you've seen nothing yet. Nations and kings are going to come out of you, Abraham. You're staring at me. I'm staring right back. (laughs) He said, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He said in verse 9, I've made it my ambition to live pleasing to the Lord with the body I've got. The body I've got was made to serve God with. And I'm going to serve God with everything I've got in this body. And if it's martyrdom, if it's stonings, if it's shipwrecks, that doesn't matter. Uh, My body is to serve the Lord. Then he said, I know this. I live with this by faith. That I shall someday be examined by the Lord himself. And he is going to praise everything I've done in my body. And look at that. We must all... Appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is believers. We must all, believers. This is not to deal with your sins. That was dealt with at the cross. This is to appraise the activities you carried out in a saved body. All that you've done from the time you profess faith until now. He's going to judge its quality, its merit. And then each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body. There's some things that we may have a reward coming. God's going to look on it and he's going to make a judgment. Is it good or bad? Was it good or bad? Uh had a young lady last week said, you said in the sermon that Christians sin. I've been taught they don't. What should I tell her? I guess I could have done like many of you. Oh, I sin every day just to stay in shape. No, I don't have to sin, but most of us do. And it's not you go out and rob a bank. Just tell me, did you love anybody? Start with your wife. See, just the sins of omission you're guilty. There's all kinds of things I should have done that I didn't do. But he said he's going to praise our body. Look back with me. I want you to see two verses. Romans. I'm listening for paper. Romans. Romans 14. Romans 14, 12. So then... Each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Is that true? He said it was. 
Look at 1 Corinthians. This is a powerful verse. Chapter 4, verse 3. I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. He will bring to light what is hidden in darkness, and he will expose the motives of the heart. At that time, each will receive their praise from God. The why you do something is more important than what you do. If I offer my body to be burned as a martyr and my motive wasn't right, it profits nothing. Why do you do what you do? Why do you put an offering? Why don't you give in an offering? We missed it by $75,000 last month. Everybody's still paying Santa. Uh, I hope we do better this month. Why do you give? Why don't you give? Why do you serve? Why don't you serve? Why are you so cranky? Why are you so sweet? Why? The why. Just read the life of Wilberforce that said no matter the opposition, he was one of the most positive, upbeat men, and it took him 25 years in Parliament to end slavery in the British Empire. Defeated time and time again. Comes down with a spinal disease. His eyes are going. His wife was a constant depressive person. But he just kept joy. Kept serving with gladness. I don't know what God's going to see in the way you've lived. But I know there's at least five things that he says, I will see that it gets rewarded. Number one. Those who willingly die for me, I'll give them a crown of life. Revelations 2.10, James 1.12. If you willingly sacrifice your life for the cause of Christ, he says, I'll give you the crown of life that your life will never be touched again. I am going to reward you. Two, the crown of glory. 1 Peter 5, 1-4. through 4. And he said, that is for men who take care of God's people. And there's not one man in 5,000 willing to do that. God's people are messy. God's people are nearsighted. They're like sheep. They have wavered. They're stubborn. Uh, They, you know, Chuck and I was praying the other day. And he said, Lord, I know we have many problems at Valley. And when he got through, I said, you know what? There's a lot of problems in a hospital. Every bed's got a problem. When you're working with people, there's always lots of problems. I can't hear you out there. You're a big problem or a big blessing. You're either not well, you're on the negative side, negative, 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 or you're well, and you're helping, help running. You know what gets you in the hospital? It's all right if the patient's sick. What's terrible is when the nurses are fighting with each other. You don't want those that ought to be helping fighting with each other. 
Because this patient over here is dying of cancer. They don't need to know about your petty little skirmishes. When will you focus on getting that person well instead of getting your way with this nurse? That's the way it is in the household of faith. Are we getting along with one another so we can minister to the sick? He said, I'll give a crown of righteousness to everybody that longs for my coming. 2 Timothy 4.8. That's interesting. There will be some believers that are not longing for his coming. But he'll come anyway. In Matthew 24, he said, In the last days, the love of many will grow cold. The last days are prophesied to be a giant glacier of which you will have to fight to keep any spiritual temperature. Because we're in a cold age. Cold, cold, cold. It's cold in the church. It's cold in the culture. It's cold when families are breaking up over nothing. When children are being abandoned. You live in a cold, frigid temperature zone in this present world. I want to ask you, can you keep the fire burning till he comes? Crown of rejoicing. For those who witness, 1 Thessalonians 2.19, Paul said, you are my joy and crown. I led you to the Lord, and you will be my joy and crown. Let me ask you, will you have anyone there that you influenced to come to Christ? Do you have anyone that you've influenced to come for Christ? Finally, he said in 1 Corinthians that uh, normal athletes, they run to win a corruptible crown but you are running, keeping yourself under control to win an incorruptible crown. And what he's saying there, it's an athletic description. If you keep yourself in shape to run this race, God said, I'll reward you bringing your body. He said, I beat my body in subjection. I make it get up. I make it study. I make it evangelize. I come to church when I'm tired. I make my body my slave. My body doesn't run me, but my aim to please Christ. I make my body its slave. Instead of being out of shape spiritually and I don't know how to serve, I don't know how to race. That's your problem. You're not in shape for the race. You've got to discipline yourself to live a godly life. Doing, just laying around, sitting around. 1 Timothy 4, 7, discipline yourself to be godly. And that's what Paul says. I discipline my body. I make it my slave because I'm captured by a bigger goal than comfort and pleasure. I'm living for the cross. I'm living for the cross. I want to ask you, should you die Within the next 24 hours, where will you go? And it won't matter if you're a member of this church. It won't get you to heaven. No, 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 no. This, our church membership is worthless to get you to heaven. Mm-mm. There's only one door to this city. His name is Jesus. I am the door to the sheepfold. Now, some of you, I'm afraid... You got a little bit of a religious itch, but maybe you've never been born again. And someday we're going to do your funeral. I've got a brother-in-law that's dying. Got gangrene in his body, and hospice has come in. Morphine's being administered. He won't have long. Oh, I hope. 
I hope all is well. What if I have to do your funeral? What will I be able to say about you that's true? There's more lying goes on at funerals than you can imagine. Sometimes you walk away, who? I didn't know. Is that the same guy I knew? Because preachers are paid to lie at funerals. Do you know Christ? Are you going to limbo? You going to purgatory? Are you going to hell? Are you going to heaven? If you're going, why don't you bring some company along with you? Why don't you tell some other people, you can have hope when you're dying. You can have hope when you're dying. You don't need last rites. You don't need any water sprinkled on you. You need Jesus. And you're ready. You signed up. I got my ticket. And I'm just waiting to land. What a day it will be. I have to say one of the most convicting things I lived with as a kid was Howard Funerals. Because all my aunts would shout at funerals. They'd shout, get happy. And shout Methodist Pentecostals. Because they, they believed heaven was as close as dying. You know, they just swiftly went over. But don't ask me to be depressed at my mother's funeral. Because I know where she landed. I know where she landed. Our Father, you know the condition of every heart. Some, no doubt, will they congregation of this size some may not be prepared to die they have no hope in the face of death please let them run to Christ for he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly and that it's not paying so much money to a priest to get me off time it was all paid at Calvary Jesus paid it all All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. I have got heaven as a reward of the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I've been signed. I've been sealed. And I'm ready to be delivered. And it will be a glorious day to skirt off from a hospital room or wherever the last breath I wouldn't mind. By the way, Lord, I need to let you in on something. I wouldn't mind if you let me just skip dying and just come back. If you'd come, I, would, I, I won't even miss dying. I'll just be translated in a moment. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, boom, like that in your presence. What a hope, what an anticipation. All just because Jesus would die for us on the cross. If you're there and you want Christ, only you could tell him. Only you can invite him. If you don't want him, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? We bless your name, Lord. I am so glad as the song went, I'm going to make it somehow. When I started this Christian life, I didn't have that assurance. I was told all the time I could lose it. I could lose it. I could lose it. I'm so glad you delivered me from that that false teaching for my soul. I am going to make it because of him who began the work. You will get us through. Glory to your name. 
And that will conclude our time today here on Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Phil Howard. As we close out our broadcast, we would invite you to join us for worship here at Valley Bible Church, and we would also invite you to stop by our website and take advantage of added resource materials we've made available through this ministry. You see, as we come to you on a daily basis, it's our hope and desire that you grow in Christ, that you find yourself sustained by His grace through the teaching and preaching of His Word. Along those lines, we've created Truth For Today Radio, which is a website that contains a lot of other extracurricular resource materials that you can add to your relationship with Christ as you seek to grow in Him. We also have information about who we are, what we believe, and worship opportunities at Valley Bible Church, where this broadcast originates, here in Hercules. We have directions, we have service times, all of it. It's available at truthfortodayradio.org. If you would like to contact us by phone, you're welcome to do so at 855-833-9864. Again, that's 855-833-9864. As always, you're welcome to write to us. The address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. We would also ask you to prayerfully consider partnering with us, not just prayerfully, but financially as well, as this broadcast and the many resource materials available along with it are available as you link arms with us financially and prayerfully. Our goal and desire is to minister to the greater Bay Area, and we can do that more and more as you link arms with us, again, financially and prayerfully. No gift is too small, no gift is too large. And whether it's a one-time gift or monthly gift, it's all appreciated, and your prayers even more so. Reach us at truthfortodayradio.org or call 855-833-9864. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.